And a happy Friday to you. Thanks again for tuning in to Friday's in-depth interview, which I think is a very special conversation with someone you probably know and watch frequently if you are a speculator or an investor in precious metals. But before I run my interview with Daniela Cambone of Kitco News, I do have a few things to pass along. First, a very special thanks to our sponsors, Monera Alamos, Integra Resources, Brixton Metals, and Western Copper and Gold. I appreciate and value your support every day we put out the news here on Mining Stock Daily. Thanks again. Secondly, we've been acting behind the scenes here to produce a Spanish-language version of the briefing. If Spanish is your preferred language, please know the Inversión en Minería Día a Día is in process of being produced and formulated. I appreciate the assistance from my friend and colleague, Margarita Cardona, up in Toronto, who is taking the reins on that project. So stay tuned for further updates there. And lastly, Mining Stock Daily has partnered up with mercenary geologist Mickey Fault to provide the Metals, Money, and Markets weekly show every Friday afternoon after market close. The show can be found exclusively at kitco.com. Please tune in there to get your weekly recap of the markets and Mickey's thoughts on the days following. And that's all the announcements I have today. So here's my conversation with the wonderful Daniela Cambone, where she goes into the joys and challenges of working as a journalist in this sector and a little bit of how she got her start here. Thank you so much for listening. We'll chat with you in the end. Hey, welcome to Mining Stock Daily. This is Trevor Hall, and again reporting from the PDAC conference here in Toronto. Uh, I got a very special guest. Uh, I know it's always strange when the interviewer becomes the interviewee, but I have Daniela Cambone, the editor in chief for Kitco News. How are you? Trevor, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on the show. And I just want to say, it's really nice to be on the other side <laughs> yeah, for once. Yeah. So thank you. So, I, I, you know, we don't have anything prepared. I thought it'd just yeah. be a conversation. But I'm really interested in, you know, you're almost like the face of this industry because people go to kidco.com or kidco news and there's always all this content of interviews yeah. and you you get the opportunity to sit with some of like the most prominent people in this industry. How did you get here? Well, first, firstly, thank you for, for saying that. Um, it's been a long road. It's actually my 10th PDAC. Oh, wow. And how I got started in this industry, well, I, I always knew I wanted to be a journalist. Since I was three years old, I would practice in front of the mirror, you know, pretending I had a microphone. So I, I was one of those lucky people growing up. I just always knew this is what I wanted to do. But I never thought I'd be covering uh, commodities and mining. You know, right. I thought I would be in politics or maybe fashion. Who knew? Yeah. Um, but when I graduated from, from journalism school back in the day, my first gig, and you know, you want a job out of journalism school. You want well, money. You want money, uh, <laughs> debts to pay and whatnot. And I was offered a job uh, covering Canada's insurance and banking sector. And I remember going in for the job interview, and the editor-in-chief said, what do you know about finance? And I'm thinking, like, I didn't even know what M&A stood for back then. I wasn't that girl. I wasn't the economics girl. Um, but I said, look, I don't know anything, but I'm willing to learn. And he was fantastic, took me under his wing, and, and really taught me the basics. And I fell in love with covering financial journalism. Yeah? What did you love about it? Well, I like that I didn't have to be in the freezing cold reporting on the weather. Uh, and I like that I didn't have to do those political scrums anymore. Um, but I feel that if you cover economy and financial news, it really forces you to have a global view on the world. 
and it, it makes you realize that what's happening in China affects you. So it, it gives you a global view and perspective, and I think takes you out of that bubble, and I love that. You have to know about so many things and be on top of what's happening really uh, around the world and not just in your backyard. I like the international aspect of it. So how did you kind of cut your yeah. teeth in yeah. the precious metals yeah. and mining? Yeah, so, so fast forward, I did my master's in Rome, spent five years there. When I moved back, I got a call from, from Kitco. Oh, they called you. I, I didn't even know what Kitco was. I didn't know anything about gold. And they said, look, we're looking to start a media division, and we think you'd be a great fit. And... I said, look, but I don't know anything about gold. And they said, well, you'll learn. And, you know, I didn't realize how much there was to learn, how much there is to know about covering commodities. Um, and that was 10 years ago. And I remember my first PDAC, it was Louis and I, the same video producer I work with today. We had a knapsack. We had a little dinky <laughs> mic. And I was going around saying, hi, I'm Daniela from Kitco News. And people were like, who? Kitco? The gold site? You guys don't do news. And had a lot of people who didn't want to do interviews. And now I look at where we've come, you know, how far we've come. And um, I'm really proud of the road we've taken and how we're really number one source of news for uh, the metals and mining industry. And now I'm turning down people and saying, sorry, we don't have enough room. We can't book all of you. So it's a oh, great, great story. Well, it's also important, you know, 10 years ago, we were just starting a, into a financial crisis and a uh, recession. So, yeah. you know, what was that like? Yeah. I mean, that was right, you know, and then shortly after that, gold started. That's a really good. So you were question. living the high life. I, 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 yeah, I lived that. So I got in 2008, I started at $800 an ounce. And I remember talk of $1,000 gold was unheard of. People thought it was lunacy. <laughs> People thought, like, $1,000 gold, you crazy? All of a sudden, we hit 900 All of a sudden, we hit 1000 1200 1400 I, you know, I lived it through 1900 yeah. And unfortunately, coming back down from that. But it was definitely a party atmosphere. But has, despite the fluctuations and you know of gold and the lower price, like how has your approach changed with talking to these people? You know, is it is it a lot of the same questions, same approach, or do you have to kind of know where things are at any moment in time? Yeah, you have to. I think what's changed is definitely the energy and the sentiment in rooms. So. Coming to the PDAC, I remember the year after that hitting 1900 and then coming back down, that you felt the energy. People were had lost a lot of faith, have lost a lot of hope. I think we're in a good place now. I don't think you necessarily want that run up again so quickly, so fast. It creates a lot of false hope. I think we're in a good place right now, but of course you have to know where we are, are at in the market understand that depending on where we are at you know the CEOs of mining companies will feel differently have different things to say so you always have to be prepared and and, and this try and stay on top of the game and I think the challenging thing is how do you keep it fresh how do you keep the content fresh you don't always just want to ask so where's gold headed right yeah, yeah. but there's so many different angles you can cover right like central bank buying supply demand are we at peak gold are we at peak silver uh, new metals coming up. What's hot, right? Like everyone's talking about palladium now, right? So, right. well, it, the, the palladium thing is definitely interesting because I would say majority of anything content with the palladium in the last week has had the word bubble in it, and it's just been kind of interesting watching. I, and I'll be first to admit I know nothing about palladium other than 
it's gone skyrocket high and it's like this is crazy so you know do you, do you just kind of do you have to follow what's hot and then yeah yeah I mean it, look Palladium's definitely having a moment um, everyone's interested in it it's a little harder to, to invest in in terms of like the miners out there that you can choose but you know I remember covering Rhodium Rhodium which is another the third PGM yeah. Platinum Palladium Rhodium Rhodium shot up to $10,000 an ounce when there was an electricity crunch in, in South Africa, you know, and then people were waiting for it to go back to 10000 Obviously, it's never come anywhere near that. I think that the story for Palladium is a little different. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a bubble necessarily. Well, I promised I wouldn't uh, yeah. ask you where metal prices yeah, are going yeah, to go. Yeah. So. I don't give forecasts. <laughs> I ask people where they think they're forecasting, but... Yeah. Yeah. I just want, I want to kind of take a step back and kind of talk about, go back to like how you got to this present moment. But what are some of the things you did, you know, not knowing anything about metals and mining to really right. get trained, you know, get educated? Was it a year's process? Was it just curiosity and asking naive questions? Yeah, or what I, I, I think that's, that's a really good question, Trevor. And I think that if you want to become a journalist, and if you are a journalist, you're curious by nature. You're not afraid to ask stupid questions. Right. And I was lucky when I started at Kiko, I had a lot of good mentors um, at Kiko. Who and, were some of those and, people? Well, when I was at Kiko, uh, there was a commentator at the time called John Nadler, uh, who was writing for, for, for Kiko. He was he was very bearish in, in, on his view on gold. Um, but that aside, he knew a lot about and knows a lot about the industry. So he kind of taught me the basics, the fundamentals. And then um, I remember some of my first interviews, Brent Cook, David Morgan, who are still mentors to me today, and I would pick their brain and ask them, how does that work? How do you, when you're looking at, you know, evaluation of a mining company, what should I be looking at? What are questions I should be asking? I also looked at how other people were interviewing, what other journalists were covering. Uh, And and I'm still learning till this day. I'm still looking at what my peers do. Uh, You know, whether you're a small podcast or whether you're CNBC, I look and study. And I'm constantly reading yeah. and, and asking questions. And, so and Do you invest some of your own money into this sector? So I personally, uh, that's probably the number one question, I guess. <laughs> I, it's very important for me to remain neutral in my reporting. Right. And therefore, I have taken a stance to not, yes, I own gold jewelry and I own silver and, and, and I, I do have some physical. But in terms of mining stocks, no, I keep myself out of it and keep it neutral so whomever i'm interviewing it's 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 clear it's balanced it's transparent that's good that's good um i do want to ask you kind of about the next generation of you know in 20 years this industry is literally going to appear differently based on the audience but there is concern that there's not enough of the younger type investor or even people curious about this industry to fill the shoes here what are your thoughts on the transition that needs to happen? You know, and we saw it with the crypto craze, right? So I think the mining industry, and I blame the news also for this. We haven't done a good enough job investing, uh, sorry, educating the next generation. Because you could actually do really well playing mining stocks. Now, yes, you can get burned, and I'm not, again, I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to invest a lot and you can make good money. It's just learning to 
figure out, well, who might be a takeover target and what's a serious project and whatnot. And I think people just are not aware. They don't know how to invest in mining companies. But once people learn about the space, all of a sudden they're like, wow, you know, some of these stocks are what, 10 cents, 9 cents? They could go to a dollar, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's just about learning and educating. And maybe we haven't done a good enough job of reaching this next generation. But I think it's going to change. I think we have a lot of uh, new commentators in the space like E.B. Tucker, Steve DeYoung from Integra, like young guys. Uh, you know, making a difference. Young CEOs like Ian Ball, who you just interviewed, right? Um, who will attract that that next generation? Okay. So, okay. Um, I guess my kind of my last question would be with these mega mergers happening, and as a reporter covering this stuff. In your ten years here, have you experienced anything with what we are seeing in the last month? No. No. So it's been probably the biggest yeah. story of your career. That, absolutely. And I was there at BMO just last week when the Barrick bid for Newmont went in. And I was lucky to have Goldberg on uh, that morning. Uh, I haven't seen anything or haven't covered anything that big. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. And, I, and, and, and if it does go through, I don't know how anyone could catch up to that mammoth of a company. So, with what, if what, with the Newmont bear? If they were to go through, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it was interesting because today, you know, Newmont sent the press release out saying, yeah. basically, same thing like Goldberg. It's unqualified, but then he left a caveat there, like, well, we could talk about the Nevada assets. So the conversation's not done. The, the, the door's not closed, yeah. so the story continues. Yeah, right? and, and I welcome it, whether it goes through or not. I think it's good for mining. This drama, in a sense, is good. It gets excitement back in the space. It gets everyday investors who might not care about precious metals. Look, I live in New York. People, it's not a commodities-based city. They don't. It's not like Canada. It's not a resource-based economy. Um, and this is this is good because at least people are talking about the gold miners again. It gets excitement back. Uh, in the space. I have no idea. I don't know how this is going to play out. It has been very dramatic. A lot of punches have been thrown on both sides and we'll see. But, you know, even Pierre Lassonde, I had him on. He's been in this industry for a long time and has said he's never seen anything like it. So some of the people that you, that frequent in your interviews, like we, we know that their careers, it's kind of the end of their career. So Who's going to transition into those seats? Who do you think you're going to be interviewing in five or ten years? Like, who are going to be the If you're stars? still doing this. Yeah, yeah, if I'm still here, <laughs> ten years, still covering the space. Uh, CEOs to watch. There's, uh, I, 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 I'm hesitant about giving names because I'm sure. afraid to miss out on someone and I don't want to you know, offend it. There, there are... I know on the newsletter space, there's, there's definitely some people to watch it on the CEO space as well. But, you know, Ian Ball comes to mind as, as an all-star. Uh, you know, you have Brian Pasbraga, uh, who's done incredibly well with the sale of, of Lithium X. Um, Steve DeYoung from Integra. And I'm so afraid I'm missing out on someone right now. But those are just, you know, three names of, of people who are definitely must-watch, must-follow. Okay. Uh any changes coming down this year that you're excited about? Anything new that you or Kitco News is trying to launch? Well, Kitco News, we are uh, giving a, 
a big push on our mining coverage. Obviously, we cover a lot of conferences, but we've just brought on Michael McRae, who used to be with Mining.com before, um, to kind of bring more mining intelligence to kitcode.com. So we're, we're really going to be building out a brand new mining page, having a lot more content, and covering other aspects of mining. So it just won't be CEO interviews. Okay. Um, be a lot more content coming so we're excited for that we just launched a daily newsletter we had a weekly one but now we, we're going to push out a recap of all our daily stuff so okay. new content we just hired a bunch of new people so we're just we're just growing we're 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 still in our infancy i think you know okay. we're kind of like in our preteen years well, i'm excited to yeah. see what happens i'm excited too trevor danielle thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule and um, you know, in answering it. the questions instead of asking them. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. You did a great job, Trevor. Uh, thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you.